And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. We're living in a world filled with fear, stress, and anxiety. It's time we start taking control of our lives and start living with more confidence. Now, confidence is defined as a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Can we live with that confident certainty today? On today's podcast, my friend Sophia is going to discuss confidence and how to create a confident new you. She's been a guest on the podcast before, and we're delighted to have her back again with us. Sophia, welcome back. Hi, Tony. Thank you very much for having me back on the show. How are you? I am doing great. It's just really been an amazing year so far, and it's still not over. And I believe this is episode number 45. I may be wrong. I may be one or two off in the wow. wrong or in the right direction. Yeah. And I think early on, I think you were like 15 or something like that. I was indeed. It feels like a very long time ago. But um, And you weren't yes. 15 years old. I'm I wasn't. No. Podcast number 15. <laughs> you do have no, a youthful it's... appearance, but. <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you indeed. I do try and look after that and try and preserve it as much as I can. But hey, you know, it, it, we get older, don't we? So yes. yeah, naturally, uh, things change. <laughs> well, let's get into this topic of confidence and how you got involved in helping people with that part of their life. Because again, this world right now, there's so much anxiety and there's so much stress going on and just people just don't feel confident in their life. So how can we help somebody to gain that confidence and help them to move in that direction? Yeah, so uh, you're right in, in what you're saying there. I think, you know, it's uh, been a, a bit of a weird year or so since obviously the pandemic came into to play. And naturally, I think people's confidence has been impacted through that time. So whether that's through confidence in themselves in a workplace environment confidence in themselves in a personal relationship environment um, and just their general confidence in who they are and what they are. And I, I think the pandemic's had a huge impact on confidence. And I've seen this in the workplace where there's been a lot of people after a year, for instance, of being on furlough, they're going back into the workplace and they're actually questioning whether they can do their job. You know, it's been a year that they've not been sat at that computer, a year that they've not been utilizing a, a particular machine or equipment or whatever it might be. And I've I've seen people that have actually questioned that and thinking, oh, really, is is how do I not remember this? How in that past year, how have things changed so much so that I'm feeling like this? And then again, within individuals in themselves, you know, I have spoken to people that have either put on a lot of weight during lockdown people that have actively kept it off and actually have come back and they look you know healthier and again those individuals are now at a stage where they can't get into their normal work 
at clothes, for instance, you know, they've been lounging around in comfortable, you know, jogging bottoms and tops and whatever else. And then they're having to wear things, go out now. You can go out to restaurants and um, obviously across the world, the, you know, the rules are different. But in the UK, you know, we're, at, we're allowed to go out and people wearing nice clothes to go out. And they're like, oh, no, I really don't look good in this. I really don't feel confident in myself. So I think the pandemic and this past year has really had an impact on that. So I just kind of wanted to run through that very quickly as to how much that has affected people's confidence. When it comes to actually building that confidence, it's not as easy to say, you know what, Tony, tomorrow I'm going to be more confident because it doesn't happen. It's it's something that as much as we need to tell ourselves that, but it's something we actively have to believe in and something we need to be doing every day. So I always go back to the the very crux of it, really, in that it's our belief in our thoughts, in what we envisage for ourselves. It, It all starts from there, because if we don't have the belief that we can be confident or the capacity to be confident, we won't then actively do that every day. And I go back to um, some learnings from Dr. Joe Dispenza, who talks a bit about how we rewire our brains to you know, be confident. And it goes back to things like for some people that don't feel confident in their body, for instance, they will look at themselves in the mirror and, you know, say, you know what, my legs aren't how I want them to look. I've got short arms. I've got long arms. I've, you know, whatever it might be, there'll be an element of them that they're really unhappy about. And then that affects their confidence in what they wear and what they do. So when they are thinking the same thought of I'm not confident in myself, I don't look great, that will then create the same choices in that they will carry out the same behaviors, particularly same actions and then the same experiences. And then naturally that creates the same emotions of not being fulfilled or not being happy in themselves and in their body. um, And that will then actively reflect on other people. So it all starts with your mindset and it all starts with actively wanting to make a difference, feeling that difference, speaking that difference, and then being able to see that difference in yourself. So I'll give you an example from um, my experience. I wasn't happy with my actual kind of looks, I guess, back in a good three, four years ago. Um, And I I know I needed to make a change. Um, And I'd wake up in the mirror and think, oh, I'm really unhappy about this. And I really would like to tone up and I'd really like to, you know, look and feel better. So I had to remove all the barriers to that, all the barriers that were stopping me. Oh, but I'm going to give up. Oh, no, I can't do it. Oh, but, you know, it's early. I can't get up that early to go swimming and I'm tired. I had to remove all those barriers for me to then take that action. So every day I started to embed a routine of okay, I'm going to go swimming tomorrow. I'm going to do um, a HIIT workout on Thursday. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm actually going to think positive things and say it. So in the mir- in the morning, I'd wake up and go, hey, you good looking thing. And it'd be simple things like that that used to just boost my own confidence because it naturally has to come from me, right? It, it can't come from someone else. And as I started to build that, and as I said, it's not something that happens tomorrow and it's done. It, it's a continuous thing. So I built that in my routine, in my life, and then I actively spoke it and I saw it. And through that, I then became this confident person. I took up belly dance classes and that gave me so much confidence to go out on stage and to perform and just be me. Um, So through that, I became a better version of myself. I 
removed limiting beliefs of myself. I felt self-satisfied in myself and I trusted in myself and who I was. And so through that process, I'm now a, a whole load more confident than what I was. But it all starts from a mindset. That's the beginning. Um, and it builds from there. Sorry, I totally I said quite a lot there. <laughs> I was going to say, I totally agree where it begins with the mindset. And, you know, you talked about removing limited beliefs and trusting mm -hmm. in yourself and affirmations are certainly a great way to do that. But we have to get those affirmations in at an emotional level, too. We actually we can't sit up and say, I am the greatest, you know, or whatever your affirmation mm -hmm. is. I look good today or every day in every way I'm getting better and better, you know, but if we don't actually believe those things, then it's kind of like going in one ear and out the other. So I think coming up with affirmations that are aligned with who you are as a person, I think that's really important, but I'm going to back up a little bit because you talked about removing barriers mm -hmm. uh, and I think getting into routines. And I really like that because there's something that I, work with my clients on it's called inevitability thinking how okay. can i make something inevitable so my example that i've used before is i decided that i need to start drinking more water and mm -hmm. first thing in the morning i want to drink 16 ounces of water so what i do is inevitability thinking i fill up my water bottle and i bring it up to my nightstand at night so when i get up in the morning it's right there I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to see that water. I'm going to get up and I'm going to drink it where if it was downstairs and I had to remember to do that, you know, I wouldn't do that. You set yourself up for success by building these things in your life that will make things that you need to do inevitable. Indeed. Yes, totally. Uh, and I can totally resonate with that. And, and that's what I do with my swimming. Uh, I get up at half past five in the morning to get to the swimming pool <laughs> you can't see us but if you just looked at Tony's face he was like oh my god yes 5 30 in the morning to go swimming for 6 a.m so that takes a lot of motivation so I do the same thing I have my bag ready with all my swim gear and it is in the corridor so as soon as I wake up I can see it and I know that I need to go swimming uh, so like you say you've got your water there ready I've got my things there ready to go so when we when we are wanting to do something, we need to obviously remove those barriers. We need to remove any thoughts of us not wanting to do it or to bail out at the last minute. Uh, so it is setting yourself up, like you've just said, pre-planning what that looks like. And then that way, you know, you need to follow through. Um, and a lot of people do this. And I've seen it in various different ways in which they have uh, one lady I spoke to on, on my podcast, actually, she wanted to change the color of her living room and the only way she would do that is to actually get some paint and literally she just put it all over her wall until it actually looked horrible to look at because she walked in every day and she looked at this wall and she had this random paint on her wall and she knew that that's that was the the catalyst for her to now paint the rest of her room so she's like I can't look at this every day now I need to do something about it and she went out and then she painted her whole room just by putting some paint on the wall. It was her catalyst to go and do it. So find ways that will work for you that will allow you to remove any of these barriers or hesitations to want to do something that will obviously boost that confidence in you. And I think that's really key. That's definitely really key in those areas for sure. You know, mm -hmm. I also want to bring up, you talked about 
the whole lockdown and people being kind of working from home and now they're all going back to work and so many people are getting out their business clothes that they used to wear to work yes. and realizing oh I can't fit in these anymore. What am I going to do? And that certainly does not do things that are good for your confidence because you're like, when you don't look good, when you don't think you look good, when you look in the mirror, that really affects your confidence because part of our confidence does come from our perception of who mm -hmm. we are. And part of that perception comes from what we see when we look in the mirror. Yes. So to overcome that, would you have any suggestions for those listening? You know, someone who has maybe gone through, well, let's take a couple of ex examples. One example, of course, would be you put on weight during the pandemic and now you're going back to work and now people are going to have to see you. You know, I think about there was a movie that was done many years ago. It was called The Santa Claus. And if you remember okay. the movie, Tim Allen was in it and he plays yes. this ad executive who basically takes the place of Santa Claus and he all of a sudden starts mm -hmm. putting on all this weight and he has to go into work and he's wearing the sweats because none of his business clothes fit him. And he obviously looks like he's put on all this weight because he's turning into Santa Claus. But th the mm -hmm. thing is, it's quite a funny scene to watch everyone react to him and how he looks. And I think when we put on just a little bit of weight and go back to the office, I think people think, they're, they're going to look at us like they looked at Tim Allen in this movie, like, oh, my gosh, look <laughs> at this person. So yeah. how do we overcome that feeling that that we're not good enough because our bodies have changed? So I think this can be looked at in two different ways. I think if uh, and the listeners that are listening in, it would be useful for you to think about this as we're talking about it. But if this is you and it has happened to you, then you might be able to. I guess, understand. But if we were to put on our work clothes and we are looking in the mirror and, you know, it, it doesn't look great or we can't really just zip up those trousers or, you know, clip the, the, the clips together on a, uh, on a pair of trousers or a top or whatever it might be. There's two things. There's either one where it'll actually make us feel even more awful than we do at that moment. And we will then self-indulge in more food because we feel really, rubbish about it and it's actually making us even more kind of uh, depressed knowing that we can't get in our clothes or it'll do the other thing in that it will motivate us to actually make a change and get into those trousers or that top or whatever it might be that you're having to wear to work so I think it's the perception and it's down to perception how much of of that is going to make you want to make a change do you actually want to get back in those trousers or don't you or are you going to buy a bigger pair of trousers and be happy in that I think our happiness obviously does lie within ourselves. So if we naturally are not feeling great, not being able to get into our own clothes, we then have to, again, overcome those barriers in making something happen or change, whether that's eating differently, whether that's exercising more and bringing in again, those routines, as I said before, how do you then get back into a routine of actually eating healthily and taking up exercise or taking up a hobby that maybe you've stopped doing since you've been in lockdown? Or you could actually be happy and actually go and buy a bigger pair of trousers, feel comfortable in it. You know, they're bigger, you can fit in them, but you can either be happy with that or unhappy with that as well. So I really think it depends on your perception as to how that makes you feel and what you're prepared to do to either make yourself feel 
good about it, whether that's buying something bigger or actually losing the weight to get into your clothes. But I think the important point here is to be happy in yourself, irrelevant of either of those. And happiness comes from within us. It doesn't come from um, the external view of you by other people. It comes from us. So if we are going into work and we're thinking, oh, you know, they're going to look at me today and think, you know, what's happened to you? Like, why have you put on all that weight? And we kind of need to block out those exterior people because A, they're not going to make you feel any better about yourself. But B, the validation needs to come from you and not from other people. So people's perception of you shouldn't really make a difference to who you are, what you are. Um, Your core values of, of who you are is going to be key for you and your happiness lies in you. If the extra weight actually makes you happy, for instance, then so be it. Embrace that. Get the bigger pair of trousers. If it doesn't, then what action are you going to take to change that, to look different, to feel different? It's all about you and the happiness that lies from within you. And it's not about what other people's views are of you, their perceptions of you, whether you've put on weight, whether you've lost weight. It's got nothing to do with anyone else but you. So identify what that looks like for you and what that happiness looks like in Mm -hmm. either situation. I love it because happiness does come within and it is important. You have to be happy in yourself because if you're not and you don't make that decision, but it's really a choice. And I talk about this mm-hmm. in my ebook, Strive to Thrive. Uh, that's mm-hmm. on my website, Tony W. Coaching. You can download that for free. Throw that in. Shameless plug here. But there are two roads, <laughs> two roads we have in life. We can either take the positive or the negative. We can go down that path of, oh, woe is me. Oh, look, oh, I've gained all this weight. Oh, I look horrible. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to like me. You know, no one's going to love me anymore because I've gained this weight. And you take down this negative path, you beat yourself up, or you could take the positive path. And there are two ways you can go, just like you brought up. You could say, you know what? I can't fit in these clothes. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to change my diet. By next month, I'm going to be fitting back in these pants. Or in two months, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fitting. And you set a goal and you work toward that goal. You use that same situation to motivate you Or you can just say, you know what? I don't like these clothes. I'm going to go out and buy new clothes that are the right size that fit me. And I'm happy the way I look now. I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to buy new clothes. So that Mm -hmm. decision, that choice you make, you can go down that struggle. You can go down that depressive path, you know, and just beat yourself up. Or you can take the positive road and you can find positivity. And like you said, be happy in yourself and realize that that happiness comes from within. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely that. And either way is, is powerful and empowering and it will affect your own confidence in different ways. And, and, you know, if it is going out and buying new clothes, you know what, you might find some new clothes that actually make you feel even more amazing and will boost your confidence in the process. So again, choices, perception, what it is, happiness, it's all about that. When you were with us last time, we talked Mm -hmm. a lot about the whole situation of breaking up and how you help people through that, through your coaching. You help Mm -hmm. people who've gone through a very difficult breakup, whether that be a divorce or just a a breakup of uh, someone that you've been with for quite some time in your life. That is an area where that can really defeat your confidence. You know, if you're in a relationship with with, with someone and something happens in that relationship, say your spouse cheats on you 
that mm-hmm. can be a real confidence two by four across the head. You know, what's wrong with me? That's the road that you go down, right? You go down that mm-hmm. something must be wrong with me because, you know, my spouse or my significant other, you know, they either left me, you know, mm-hmm. they broke up with me, they cheated, anything like that, that can really be something that'll hinder our confidence. So how do you coach people who've gone through a difficult situation like that into helping them to build that confidence back again? Very good question. And it's one that I come across um, a lot, uh, as you can imagine, through through my own coaching. And when it comes to someone that, you know, cheats, um, you know, betrays a partner, etc. Yes, that the first thought that an individual think is, why me? What's wrong with me? And why has that person done that to me? What is that other person giving them that I'm not? We can't remove that initially because that's it's, it seems to be ingrained in us. That's our automatic reaction to that kind of situation. And every situation is different. But in most cases, when someone, a partner does that to you, in many cases, it's not about you and it's about them. It's about the individual that's actually carrying out that act. And sometimes, and in most cases, again, it's about the insecurities that they have within themselves that allow them to go out and betray another person. So it's easy to say, you know what, it's not you, it's them. You know, that's not the easy way around this. There's, you know, helping someone through a breakup is difficult because it's traumatic. There's high emotions involved. There's heartbreak. There's all the rest of it. So. How I help people is to initially is to get with themselves and understand how they are feeling. And I think that's really important. You know, you can tell someone, oh, get over it. It'll be fine. Or it's his loss or her loss or whatever it might be. We can't do that. So the first thing for me is that person needs to really understand how they're thinking and feeling right now and what that means to them and to allow them to grieve through that process. They need to understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling they need to understand what the catalysts are why one day they might be up the next day they might be down they might be crying one minute they might be happy one minute they need to embrace that they need to embrace that journey so before we can even move to feeling confident or to having self-love they really need to understand how they're feeling to really embrace that and really understand it over time. It takes time. It's not something that happens over a week, a day, a month. It takes time. Once that initial grieving process is over, we can then start to work on the individual itself. So this is where we can start to boost their confidence. Again, it comes down to self-love here. So what can they do to actually give love to themselves? You know, they don't have it now from this particular person. So How can you give yourself enough love? So I um, absolutely, um, I'm going to say love again, but there's lots of love, so I'm saying I absolutely love um, self-love languages. So for those that are in relationships, there are obviously love languages for those in relationships and also those um, that are wanting to give themselves self-love. So for instance, if, if someone enjoys receiving gifts, it might be that they actually want to give themselves something. It might be that you will go out and buy yourself something that makes you happy. And I'll give you an example. Last week, I actually did this myself. I went out and I bought myself roses and I wasn't relying on anyone else to do that for me, but I went out and that's one of my self-love languages is to treat myself. 
because I know that's going to make me smile. And they're actually in front of me right now on the table and I'm looking at them. So it, it reminds me. So embrace those self-love languages. What does that look like? Is it telling yourself, you know, that self-talk that you're, you know, you're brilliant at something or that you're great at something? Is it going to be that you need to spend some time on yourself? It might be you enjoy going to a spa and you want to actively spend more time on, on you. It might be that you want to see friends and family more. This is the time to give yourself the love that you are not receiving from the other person. And only you can do that. You can't allow anyone else to do that for you. So the next stage of that process is for them to identify what makes what will make them happy, what they can do for themselves. And that takes a bit of practice. It takes time again because they can say, well, it's not working. You know, I'm doing all of this, but I still feel sad. I still feel heartbroken. And of course that will happen but through our constant love of ourselves of getting up in the morning being grateful for for you for being you for what you have around you it's all part of that process and naturally when people start to build that confidence up a hobby mine was belly dancing and you know I felt so much more confident in myself I didn't need anyone else to tell me that or to say you hey you look great or I said that to myself the people I coach generally have to go through that process of grieving, feeling what they're feeling, understanding why they're feeling like that, and then starting to build in that self-love and what they can do to not compensate for the love they're missing, but actually giving it to them. Because whether you're in a relationship or not, you should actively still be doing this for yourself. And this is really important. It's not that we have to feel another person has to do it for us. And it builds on from there, essentially. But those are the key two components to start that process. That's absolutely brilliant. It really is. That whole thing about looking at those five love languages that we have Mm -hmm. and using those languages to express love to ourselves. If we Mm -hmm. like gifts, just like you said, get yourself a gift. Go out and do that. If your love language is words of affirmation, well, Give yourself those words of affirmation. There are so many things that you can do to change the way you're feeling and realize that you have the control. You can literally Mm -hmm. make your life better by making choices to show yourself that love. And I think that truly builds your confidence because when we feel better about ourselves, we naturally feel more confident. Totally. And that's the magic, the magic of, of it all. It all falls down with you and feeling contentment in yourself and feeling gratitude in yourself, feeling that actually you don't need that from anyone else. It's all from within you and you'll wake up every day feeling happy in yourself, in who you are through whatever it is, whichever love language that you want to embrace. It's all within you and you've got the power to do it. One of the things that I also advise my clients to do, I tell people to write down like three things, three to five things that they want to get done the next day and do that the night before. That's kind of your your list of your goal list of what you want to get done the next day. But at the same time, I also say, and then on the flip side, write down three things that you did that day that you are you know, that you needed to get done, that you accomplished, Mm -hmm. that you feel a sense of accomplishment about because when you realize those things that you've done that will help build your confidence Mm. it's celebrating those wins those little wins in life 
And when you've gone out and done something that maybe you've never done before and it's it's new and you've tried it out and it's actually boosted your confidence, write them down and celebrate them and say, you know, hey, I did this today. And you know what? This has made me feel amazing. Yes, exactly. That will definitely do that. So before we close today, a couple things. First off, mm. is there one specific tool that you can recommend for someone out there who is just listening to this and going, you know, you gave us a few ideas, but I'm really not feeling it. There's, is there one thing that I could do starting right now that would build my confidence on a daily basis? I would say that one important tool in all of this is finding what makes you happy. So sitting down and taking five, 10 minutes and actually reflecting on your values and who you are as a person and what makes you happy. Because I've said all along, it's all within ourselves. It's all in our mindset. It's our perception. It's, it's got nothing to do with anyone else. Write down what actually makes you happy and actively start to embrace that in your life. So if, for instance, you have a love for music, a love for dance, I actually spoke to a friend of mine who loves dance, but actually hadn't taken up any classes until recently. She said to me, you've actually inspired me to go and try a dance class. And she went for the first time last week and she absolutely loved it. And it was just that spur of the moment, I'm going to do this because I know I love dance and I know it's going to make me feel great. So write down what makes you happy in your life and take one of those things and go and do it. And as, as you start to build on that, you start to build that confidence. So it's all about you, what you love to do, what you want in your life. So we have to find what we love to do and what mm -hmm. we want in our life. And when we find what we want in our life, that will help to build our confidence. Mm -hmm. Those are great yes. words of advice. Sophia, it's been awesome having you back today. And oh, if people, thank you. if people want to reach out to you, uh, what would be the best way? So I uh, have a website, I'm on social media. So my coaching business is Montana Life Coaching. Um, so that's M-O-N-T-A-N-A. -A, and that I've got a website. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So uh, anyone can reach out to me on those channels. And I'll put some links, of course, in the podcast notes so that people can, can reach out. Well, thanks again for being on the show today. And we will definitely have another conversation down the road in the future. Thank you, Tony. An absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you know, you may be out there striving to get your confidence in your life, but you want to start thriving because the more you thrive, the more confident you'll become. So come to TonyWCoaching.com and download my free ebook, Strive to Thrive, and you can start down that path on a purposely positive life.